It was bound to happen. The Hoosiers women's basketball team fell on Thursday. Let's talk about where things went wrong. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to this Friday episode of Locked on Hoosiers. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We are your one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. The Indiana women's basketball team, we talked about it on yesterday's episode. They were going up against a, a difficult challenge. On Thursday afternoon, I keep wanting to say Thursday evening, Thursday afternoon, and ultimately they they slipped up and their unbeaten season is no more. I don't think anybody had any preconceived notions that they were going to run the table on this season, and this was a loss that had been coming. We'll talk about that that kind of point here in a, a little bit, but... Ultimately, Michigan State proved to be kind of what we thought they would be, a a tough matchup with a lot of people capable of scoring, and you have to be on your A game against them. Michigan State's going to – this won't be the last upset they have this season. They're going to really challenge a lot of teams this year, and if somebody comes into a game against the Spartans not focused and prepared – it's going to, like we saw on Thursday, it's going to cost them a game. There were a number of things that went wrong for Indiana. Turnovers, which had crept up as a problem in recent weeks, really uh, hindered them on Thursday. They finished with 21 turnovers. It was a similar story against Penn State in the first half. They kind of corrected that and in the second half and were able to to pull away the first half of Michigan State on Thursday and the first half of the Penn State game uh, mirrored one another. The only thing that was saving the Hoosiers on Thursday was an incredible performance from Mackenzie Holmes. She finished with 32 points, a career high, 12 rebounds. We'll dive into her performance, but if not for her, this would have been a blowout. Indiana struggled, even with her going 12 of 17 from the field. Um, Indiana couldn't get stops, and that's where so much of this boiled down. Defensively, they could not come up with stops. Perimeter defense was suboptimal, to say the least. There were a lot of drives into the paint. Mackenzie Holmes having to come over to defend those and impede them from getting to the rim. And that left Spartan players under the basket. D.D. Hageman, most notably, as well, or excuse me, uh, Tyre Parks. D.D. Hageman was the one assisting all of those. Uh, Parks was the one scoring a lot of those drop-off passes around the rim. And that, it was especially in the second half in the fourth quarter when Indiana was trying to make its comeback, that was 
kind of the recurring trend. And even then, after how poorly Indiana played, they had a chance to tie this game. It looked dead and done and and buried and whatever cliche you want to use. The Hoosiers had it to a four-point game a couple times. Uh, It would get stretched right back out. And it was 78-71 with 39 seconds left. Scalia gets a jumper. Uh, Michigan State, who struggle at the line all season, split the free throws. Garzon buries a three-pointer. Then the Hoosiers get the ball back after that. There was a loose ball foul. So Indiana had the ball with 26 seconds left, down three, and a chance to tie the game, turn the ball over. Scalia traveled. Michigan State went down, knocked down a pair of free throws. That was that done and dusted, and Michigan State comes away victorious. So this is going to be a game where you give a lot of credit to Michigan State, but it's still going to feel like a game the Hoosiers threw away because literally 21 turnovers, you threw that game away. It, it was interesting. That That's certainly an area where you can tell Indiana misses Graceberger. She was the point guard. She was also the calming force. Things seem to be getting at times with Indiana sped up too much and uh, the Hoosiers get out of sorts a little bit. And you can point to those things as like, that's where Grace Berger would bring the ball up, have the Hoosiers set up, have them run a play, be that steadying force. That's I think where Indiana misses her the most. It showed in that Penn state game. It showed on Thursday against Michigan state. We knew this would be a tough matchup. The Hoosiers did everything they could late. Offense certainly wasn't a problem. They shot 58.5% from the field. They were just 3 of 12 from 3, but uh, it wasn't the offense that was the issue. And Michigan State was 19 of 29 at the line. Like, all the chances were there, even for how tough this was, for Indiana to come away victorious in this one. And they stumbled. And... Ultimately, this loss was going to come, and based on how they've played the last couple weeks, even that Butler game that they won, it wasn't that wasn't a convincing win. Um, and then you have the Penn State game we talked about. This felt it, it felt like a loss was coming, and so it's not shocking it happened. IU was never going to run the table this season, and now we kind of wait and see how they're going to respond. Cause it's going to have to be a really quick response. They play again on Sunday against Nebraska. We'll talk about Nebraska at the end of the show. Let's talk about Mackenzie Holmes and the incredible game she had before we dive into that picture. This guys, we've talked about it this week. You're hanging out with some friends. You're throwing back a few beers. A few becomes too many. And then suddenly the evening comes to an end. People are starting to leave and you realize, who maybe I drank a little bit too much. You think about calling for an Uber, but you got this. You, you think that you live nearby. It's late. How many cops are really out anyway? You can get, you can get away with this. And I mean, really what's the worst that's going to happen? You get pulled over. You, your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill somebody. Everyone knows the risk of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. 
However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. There is no excuse to drive drunk in 2023, basically, with so many ride shares. Absolutely no excuse. Completely irresponsible. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Big thanks to you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, wherever you guys are listening to us at. You can get Locked On Sports today. They may have some some stuff about uh, Washington versus Texas football. Michael Panix picks up a bowl win. Became the single-season all-time leader for Washington football in passing yards. Threw for 287 yards. Couple touchdowns with an interception. But the Huskies win 27-20 to in the Alamo Bowl. I, I love it. We're going to be his biggest fan on this podcast uh, next season, cheering him along because I, I don't think it's going to be particularly fun to watch IU football. We might become locked on Huskies during the college football season. Let's be locked on Hoosiers and talk about Mackenzie Holmes. We can be locked on Mackenzie Holmes for all I care because she is unreal. I've been telling you guys, you guys have seen how good she's been this season And she was at her very best on Thursday. She was trying everything she could to drag Indiana through this game and get them out of East Lansing with a victory. 32 points, 12 rebounds. Like I said, 12 of 17 from the field, 8 of 10 from the line. Only had two turnovers, had a block and a steal. She was unstoppable, unguardable. A number of really big and ones. Uh, when it felt like the game was starting to get away, she would make a nice post move, get to the rim, draw the foul, finish the bucket, draw the and one. As reliable as anybody in the country is Mackenzie Holmes. And this loss absolutely does not fall on her. She had 32 of the 78 points. I believe there was a, a point where she had 32 of the Hoosiers like, 70 points. She was flirting with almost having half of Indiana's points before that kind of barrage that I mentioned at the end with some three pointers and some jumpers and stuff like that. She was everything for IU's offense. And still, it kind of shows you how porous the defense was because as unstoppable as she was, they could not catch up. They were playing from behind for most of this game. Uh, Indiana was the score was tied seven times. There were five lead changes, but Michigan state was really in control of this game, uh, for especially the second half and fourth quarter of this Michigan state, uh, really, they were the ones, uh, forcing Indiana to play catch up anytime Indiana make a run to tie the game as they did a couple times, Michigan state would respond with a five Oh six Oh seven Oh run and put that distance right back between them. 
it but again it was usually indiana ties the game 7-0 run mckenzie holmes comes down gets an and one to pull indiana back within you know three four five points she did all she could um i don't know what more you could have asked of her there's a lot of other fingers that you can point i'm not going to do that you guys can watch the game you can watch the game on sunday to to have your own takeaways but mckenzie holmes was not to blame in this one yard and garzon i mean about as well as you could ask her to play she did have five turnovers which was the bad but she had 17 points on 7 of 11 shooting six assists three rebounds had one of the most audacious passes possible in this game it was somewhere around three minutes left uh it was 326 and indiana is down seven points she drives to the lane and throws a behind the back pass on the money to a wide open mckenzie holmes for the layup and it was just it worked it was an assist and i mean it probably was the right play to make to throw that pass as a freshman in that situation that takes some audacity audacity and audaciousness is one of the ways i'd really describe garzon she is going to be something else on this team she had a stretch in the second half to start the third quarter where mckenzie and her were really pulling indiana back into this game she was working out of the post that could be a really intriguing way for her to find some more baskets when she has mismatches and she did that a bit on thursday but 17 6 and 3 from a freshman she did have five turnovers she did have three fouls she also had two blocks it's kind of a mixed bag a little bit but again she's a freshman in her first i believe or no they played a penn state but on the road in a big 10 game it, it, remarkable Chloe Moore McNeil, they were bragging on the broadcast. She was second in the country in assist-to-turnover ratio. I don't know if she's going to be that anymore. She had 11 points, 7 assists, but 4 turnovers. She had 3 steals to kind of make up for it. 4 rebounds, stuffed the stat sheet like she always does. But the 4 turnovers were indicative of just kind of the struggles Indiana had on the night. Sydney Parrish and Sarah Scalia were two that struggled the most on Thursday. Parrish had 10 points, four assists, but fouled out, had a couple of turnovers. Scalia could not get things going offensively. She only had four points. She almost had a big three-pointer late, but her toe was on the line. So she goes two of six from the field, oh of three from three. She had five turnovers and three fouls. She really struggled in this one. You saw a couple of other uh, players. Lexus Bargasser is really getting some minutes. To play in this type of game is a, a testament to how much faith Terry Morin has in her. She was one that struggled a bit defensively, but again, as a freshman, she did about as well as you could hope. Four points, a block, a steal. She did have three fouls, but was two of two in 14 minutes from the field. So some positive, I think, overall contributions from her. Having said all this, and like I said earlier, Indiana's going to have to bounce back really quick. 
because they're going to welcome in a really good Nebraska team to Assembly Hall on Sunday. It's going to be on national TV, so we're going to get you all set with everything you need to know about this Nebraska team and a game that's going to be a really interesting one to see how Indiana responds and an exciting one. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. The Hoosiers will take on Nebraska Sunday afternoon, 1 p.m. As I said, it'll be on national TV. It's going to be on ESPN. That's a big deal to, to get the Hoosiers on ESPN. It would be nice if they were the undefeated Hoosiers, but nonetheless, New Year's Day, 1 p.m. on Sunday. Indiana is 10-6 and against Nebraska all-time. They did lose last season in Lincoln, one of the more frustrating games of the season. They just didn't really have things going. They lost by 17 in that one. So a bit of revenge that they're going to want to exact in this. Prior to that, they had won six straight contests. So um, a series that they have in recent years really controlled, aside from the most recent game in which they fell on the road in Lincoln. So a lot of those players are back this season and will want to have some revenge in that one. But this is a really good Nebraska team. Like I was saying, 8-6 and six on the season is a little bit deceptive because they have a couple of big wins. They beat number 7 Creighton. Um, this is not the right schedule I'm looking at. It's a men's basketball uh, schedule. They do. They, I know they have a win over Maryland, who we talked about. It's kind of been up and down, wishy-washy a little bit uh, this season. They... That's kind of been the Nebraska team a little bit, but they have been kind of right on the edge of uh, being ranked. They're ten and four, which makes a lot more sense. They lost to Creighton, they lost to Virginia Tech, but they beat Maryland and they beat Kansas in triple overtime before the holidays, eighty-five to seventy-nine. Kansas was ranked twenty. Maryland was ranked twenty. Uh, they lost to Virginia Tech. They lost to Number 14, Michigan. They lost to number 20, Creighton. They've played the 20th ranked team three times this season. So they're 10-4, and four, but three of their four losses have come to ranked teams. The other loss coming to Drake um, right after that Creighton game. So this is a team capable of, of knocking off some big dogs already this season. And Indiana is very familiar with them. Uh knocking them off last season when they were a ranked team as well. So in some senses between that and between coming off a loss, I expect a much more focused approach from Indiana. But again, Nebraska has one of the best players in the big 10 and jazz Shelley 15.9 points per game this season, shooting 41.9% from three, 86 attempts in 14 games, uh, comes out to six attempts per game. And she's making over two, about two and a half per game, shooting 45% from three. They have four players in double figure scoring. Alexis Markowski, Isabel Bourne, Allison Widener, all are in double figures. Those latter three are averaging... 9.6, 7.1, and 6.2 rebounds. A really good rebounding team. The Hoosiers are going to have to really crash the glass on Sunday. 
This is a team that does not necessarily shoot the three ball well, 34.9%. So outside of Shelly, Markowski's a 42% three-point shooter on far less volume, only a little over two attempts per game. Outside of that, they don't really have much shooting, but those two are really, really good. So this is, again, an Indiana team that's going to have to come right back at it and get right back to the task on Sunday. It's a quick turnaround, but I think sometimes in these situations, coming off a frustrating loss like Indiana had, you want to get right back on the court and get right back into the swing of things. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Hoosiers are are rip-roaring and ready to go and come out of the gates flying, hopefully, on Sunday against Nebraska. But I don't suppose this is going to be a blowout unless they replicate that UNC game. It's a tough Nebraska team that is very familiar with Indiana and vice versa. It's going to be kind of your typical Big Ten dogfight in this one, I would imagine. But get out to Assembly Hall. I'll be there on Sunday. You guys can come out, watch Indiana against a good Nebraska team. If you can't get to Assembly Hall, turn on ESPN, 1 p.m., watch that. You can skip, flip back and forth with football on Sunday, but they will have you covered in that one. We'll be back on Monday to recap that, and the men's basketball team will eventually, finally, be getting back in action. Uh, we'll have some of that next week as well. But thanks again, guys, for making us your first listen every single day. Now, for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. They have all the biggest stories from the games that matter the most to everything going on in the world of sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes uh, with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, all of that great stuff. Most importantly, though, guys, everybody have a great weekend. Hope you all have a happy new year and LEO.